When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, hello. Today we're talking about how to turn your passion into profit with Cavett Harrier. Now you're going to learn more about him in an interview. But what we dove in today was what I feel like everybody needs to hear. How do you gain clarity? How do you get confidence how do you practice that courage and you know understand the certainty of what your product is what are the steps you need to take in order to build a funnel a sales funnel a marketing funnel how do you make sure yours is successful how can you know if your customer is loyal how can you go above and beyond and practice showing up for them how can you build a network these are all the things that we talked about and the coolest thing that I found out is that he grew up in my hometown, Lagos, Nigeria. So it's always cool when you you meet uh, a brother from another mother. But other than that, we really talked about the idea of really becoming a thought leader in your space and what it takes. It does take a lot of hard work, but it is possible. We have the tools in today's world. This podcast has been committed to helping everyone here that listens to it understand how to embrace a global mindset build an audience and turn their message into movements. And so I really hope that you're able to to, to take um, all the tidbits that he leaves and, and the gems that he drops. Okay. He, he's got a book coming out. And if you pre-ordered the book, you're going to be eligible for many, many, many gifts. So make sure you check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes. But till then, enjoy the episode. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads and today's guest is Cavett Harrier. Now Cavett started his first online business in 2005 selling music career education to musicians. Mistakes and failures taught him how to build a thriving online business using intricate and automated sales and marketing funnels, generating over millions of dollars in sales per year. Since 2013, Cavett has offered a service called Automated Business System, helping people with passion and expertise take what they know from idea to launch. His team builds your entire business for you, then guides and markets you to six figures in your first year, helping you create the perfect freedom business. He's run workshops and keynotes in the U.S., U.K., and Australia. And now Cavett puts the knowledge and inspiration into his new book, Don't Sleep on It, Turn Your Passion and Expertise into a Profitable Business, which you all will be able to pre-order once this episode comes out. But welcome to the show, Cavett. Oh, thanks for having me. And such a beautiful introduction. So I'm so excited for being here, and I'm so excited for everyone that's listening in. 
Uh, no, the pleasure is mine. And, and you know, we, we were talking before we, you know, we hit record, and we both discovered that we were TCKs. And and for those listening, <laughs> we're we're well over three hundred episodes in. But when I my initial uh, start for this podcast was to show the world how you know TCKs embrace global mindset. And so TCK is an acronym for Third Culture Kids, which means you spent the formative periods of your lives outside of your parents' cultures. And then we find out with international business professionals, the diplomatic kids, army brats. But a lot of the audience knows my story, five countries, four continents. What about your story? How did you grow up in different places and where did you grow up in? Well, I was born in London. And when I was six months old, my parents took me to Lagos, Nigeria, which obviously you have some background there too. That's my hometown. And and so for those that are uh, familiar with Lagos or Nigeria, I grew up in Victoria Island. Mm. And I lived there for 11 years. I went to school there, primary school there. And... uh, as soon as that journey finished around the age of 11, and the reason I went there was because my dad has a timber company, timber business, where they basically export timber from Lagos, from Mondo, et cetera, all the way out to Vietnam and Italy. So I was there for 11 years, and then I came back to London. I schooled here. My, my parents themselves are from Kenya, so they were born in Kenya. So I spent a lot of time in Kenya. And uh, over the last few years, so my grandparents are from India, and I've never really engaged with Indian culture, even though I'm an Indian British person. And uh, so I've always spent, I've spent a lot of time over the last few years traveling the world, but very specifically a lot of time in India, because I feel it's one of those beautiful places that has so much deep culture, so much richness, so much in the variety of seasons and languages and food and and meditation and spirituality and there's so much out there to explore that it's really becoming very quickly like I belong there too so yeah it's been it's been a great journey and so much to take away from traveling and from living in different cultures and really I feel it enriches and enriches enriches up life a little bit more no I I love that I love that and I'm sure it's one of the, been uh, I guess it's one of the most educational things that's happened to you and I know you're we're going to talk about what you do with helping people turn their passions into profit but I imagine you're exposure to the world at such a young age and different cultures probably plays a role in your success now. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I I never really believed this until maybe a few years ago, but I've grown around people that are in business. Like my dad has always been in business. My mom has always tried entrepreneurial things or supported him. My dad's brothers are in business. My uh, Some of my cousins are in business. Everybody that I've been around has either been extremely well educated and got like a very stable job or has been in business. And I feel like a lot of that, a lot of that says that entrepreneurship and the idea of staying consistent, staying focused, staying disciplined must have come through subconsciously somehow. So definitely that is a huge part of my life. Also, when I was growing up in Lagos, I started to play an Indian instrument called the tabla, mm. much towards the end of my time in Lagos and then the whole of my time in the UK. And I've continued to embrace that. And if it wasn't for music, I don't think I would be where I am right now. And so that also I have to credit to being in Lagos and having the, my parents wanting to bring in that Indian culture in me, even though I was growing up in a, in a place very different to India. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. This is so good. So that segues into exactly your start. So you started, you know, selling music career education to musicians. So talk to me about the mistakes and failures you made from there and how you turned that into what you do right now. Yeah, cool. I mean, I started as a musician, first of all. So, I mean, I play a drum called the tabla. I performed uh, all over the place. I had a great time doing that. That was also very difficult. Uh, trying to break Eastern music with pop and R&B and jazz and hip-hop and rock, etc., and playing East-West fusion, as it were. 
but it was great fun. But that led me to this new idea of, well, I could, people were asking. And so I could teach people how to get more gigs. I could show them how to get more exposure online. I could show them how to sell their music. That's the stuff they were asking. So I could do that because I had that experience. So I thought, well, I could sit and do the whole face-to-face thing and I would share with people and it was great fun, but it was taking away a lot of time. And at the same time, I had a really good friend and he was selling health education online in the form of written eBooks. So I thought, well, what if I did that, but in the music industry? So that's how I really got started. I mean, I started to create eBooks for getting more gigs, selling more music, growing your career. Um, I put them into CDs and I recorded audio. I got into a, a meeting room and I recorded a workshop. I did live events, I recorded those, I created membership sites. Within five years, I had like 35 products selling online at insidermusicbusiness.com with a database that I built up of 120,000 musicians that we were selling to. And I very quickly learned that, and I, and I say very quickly, but of course, like you only learn quickly when you face mistakes, I think, because otherwise, how else do you pick stuff up? So how else do you know you're doing something wrong? And what I realized was I was getting a lot of attraction. I was getting a lot of people interested in my stuff but I was not able to deal with every single one of them and where they were in their journey. And so I was doing blanket emails to say, hey guys, download this course and hey guys, watch this video or go buy this book and it'll help you get build a MySpace profile. And, and here's somebody on the list who has no care for anything like that. So that what they really want is how to write a song or what they really want is how to use Facebook or what they really want is how do I get a gig and not, not, not teach me how to write a song. So. I was sending these messages out without a care for those people. And I very quickly realized that people were writing me hate messages or, you know, how did you get my email or forgetting where they unsubscribe, how to unsubscribe or all kinds of things. And I learned that that's when I started to learn marketing automation, which is pay attention to what the customer wants and where they are in life and only give them what matters. And that, that scared me because it meant that one, if I have so many people in the list, I've got to know who's a guitarist, who's a singer, who's a piano player, who's a drummer. I've also got to know where they are in their career. Are they beginners, intermediates, or advanced? Now, I'm not teaching them how to play the instrument. I'm teaching them how to get ahead of their career. Yet, this was still really important because somebody who's a beginner is learning uh, about starting up their MySpace in a different time to somebody who's an advanced who already has it but wants to like amplify what they're doing. So first of all, the biggest point and the biggest learning that came when I needed to really pay attention to where people were in their in their careers, what they were doing, because if they, if, if they could tell me those things and I could facilitate that process, I could write better emails to them. I could communicate with them based on what they want. And the more they communicated back to me with those emails, the more I could push stuff to them to say, hey, buy this, this is right for you. It gave me the opportunity to do that. So that's how I quickly uh, got to build the list, but also uh, managed to do what I call scaling yet keeping things individual. So having 120,000 individual conversations at scale with 120,000 people on my list and therefore being able to produce the revenue that that was nicely able to produce. So that's what I did from 2005 to 2010. And we can dissect any of that, whatever, whichever way you want to go. No, no, no. Yeah. We, let, let's start off with the, the listening element. So you went from one-on-one to one-to-many one, and then you had an audience where you started to get all these interesting word messages, but then you figured out a way to I guess actively listen. When I always say actively listen is listen to learn, listen to evaluate, and listen to understand. And right, yeah. And so then you turn that that listening into essentially creating products that does suit their needs. So in today's world of digital media and globalization, one of the biggest complaints I get is, "Hey, how do I really find my audience and provide value for them?" I, I feel like I'm just sending emails out into blank space. Can you talk about 
you know, how you really started really focusing on providing value for the, I guess, your true, true core fans, and then the sure. scaling process. The very first thing is to be very honest about who that person is. Because, like, you could say, hey, I, I sell for, like, women that are 35 to 55, but that's still so broad. I mean, like, who are they? Like, if you're selling something to help someone lose weight, right? Even then, even in that, even in the category where you want to help someone lose weight who's a woman who's 30 to 50, uh, there are still groups of people. They could be people that have been, that have never been pregnant. They could be people that are moms. They could be people that are um, in career. They could be people that are gym, gym bunnies. It could be anything. Mm. But the idea is that the more clear you get about who that person is, the more you can start to understand them. Because here's the thing. When you know who you're targeting, then you'll realize that each target client, each target customer is going through two motions in their mind. And we call this the realities. There is the current reality, which is the things they currently believe about themselves, the things they currently feel about themselves, what they currently think, how they currently operate. They're, they're in, a, in a place in life right now. And you could literally I, draw that out. So like somebody who wants to lose weight uh, because they want to be able to uh, look great for the upcoming summer season is going to feel like, you know what? I want to wake up more energized. I want to fit into the dress. I don't want to have uh, spots on my face. It could be anything, but you've got to be able to paint that picture where there are at that reality currently. That's the first part. The second part is the other spectrum because this also happens in their mind. It's the ideal reality. It's like, you know, this is what I want to think. This is what I want to behave like. This is what I want to look like. This is what I want to feel like and paint that picture. I want to fit in that dress. I want to get rid of those spots. I want to wake up awakened. I want to wake up fresh and productive. I want to eat right. I don't want to feel lethargic. These two things are so opposite, so different. One, one is point A, one is point B, two different locations, but they quickly in their mind every day hop between these two realities. We all do. Like if, if, if I want to buy something uh, and that thing is going to give me a certain result, uh, then I'm also going to think about where I am right now. And I'm also going to realize there's a gap from where I am now to the other thing that I think every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes of where I want to be. It may not be that frequent, but you get the point. So right. from A to B, there are these two opposites. Now your role as the creator, as the person who's the expert, is to get as specific, as defined as you can about the exact steps that need to happen in between for that person to take the journey from where they are to where they want to go. Because here's the big reason I feel that people don't create effective marketing because they don't have clarity of this, of these two realities, because they don't have clarity, they don't have clear enough identity or, or, or descriptions of what these steps are in between because they don't have clear enough descriptions of what these steps are in between. They're not able to articulate in their marketing clearly enough that they are a guide, that they're able to guide somebody from A to B. Because when someone reads your marketing, if they don't, if they can see the far end picture, which most people are able to create this amazing dream and this amazing world and all of their writing and their videos so well, but if you're not able to hook the person in currently where they are and then pull them with you on that journey, they're not going to buy. Mm. Ah, gotcha. So these are, these are some amazing, uh, I think, uh, points to consider when it comes to like, how do you identify who your client is? How do you get clear on who they are and what, and how do you really get into their head? Because the moment you do that and you internalize it for yourself, you'll create work that sells. Mm. No, I love it. I love, I love 
exactly what you're saying because I always talk about the idea, the, the gap between who you are and who you want to be is essentially what life is all about. And the, the better you get at figuring that out, the better you're going to be at becoming the guy, the teacher, the, the thought leader in the space that you want to be because you would have identified key steps that people can find themselves in that same story. And that's, and that's essentially what, what you're talking about. It's a framework, um, if you will. And since we're talking about frameworks, one of the best ways in today's world is to create an online sales funnel, right? So you're, I'm here in New York. You're there in the United Kingdom. Say I wanted to reach people, you know, across all continents. Um, what, a, what is, you know, goes for, what's the framework for a successful online sales funnel where I can basically identify I can share the steps essentially for, for people to go to where they are to where they want to be. So, of course, you have to have the content laid out, and that's what we just talked about right now with regards yeah, to the steps. You create the content. So now, yeah. So now, let's say you've got the content that is your key material that you know that you can share, and you'll get somebody to the result. You've got that belief because you've got the clarity. I always talk about um, the entrepreneur success framework, and essentially four steps. You need to have clarity because the more clarity you have, the more vitality your vision has. The more clarity you have, the more confidence you have. That's the second C. The more confidence you have, and confidence will increase the more clarity you have. The, 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 the lesser clarity you have, the lesser the confidence you have. The more confidence you have, the more courage you have to fight the fear within you that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready enough, my material's not strong enough, I don't know if I'm good enough, all that kind of stuff. So clarity, confidence, certain, uh, uh, courage, and then certainty. Certainty is where you say with 100% faith that I have no doubt that I can produce this magic in the world. I have no doubt that I can create work that really matters. I have no doubt that, and I have 100% certainty that what I do, the process I take, the steps I design, the steps you follow will get you the result you want to go to. Hmm. So first of all, I think this is super important, like to really understand and see where you are mentally. But then second, when you go ahead and think about your funnel, once you've got your steps outlined, I believe that every sales funnel has four key areas. It's like a skeleton behind any business online. Think about it. Any large business, any small business, any medium-sized business, an individual, a group, etc. They have this skeleton, and that is lead generation. How do you bring people to you so that they can first witness what it is that you do? The second is lead capture. Once they see you, how do you start to give them enough material so that you engage in a conversation and you capture their information and you move things forward? Step three, lead nurturing, which is at this point, are you ready to start engaging with them on a regular basis so they get to know, like, and trust you? They get to deepen a relationship because it's only when people get to trust are they going to buy. Incidentally, this is the step that is the most powerful step. It's the step that's responsible for the income of most businesses because the moment you stop nurturing somebody that is the moment you stop having a relationship with them. And the moment you stop having a relationship with them is the moment they start to forget about you. And of course, if they start to forget about you, they're never going to buy. And then the fourth step is lead conversion, which is when they get to the point where mentally or for whatever reason, that customer, that prospect is saying, I'm ready to buy. Oh. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. And, and the four C's again, I know it started off with clarity and ended with courage. What were they? Uh, clarity, confidence, courage, and certainty. Courage and certainty. And the certainty, uh, the difference with the courage and certainty was your know, courage is you, you do the so, action. Yeah, go ahead. Courage is like you walking up a mountain. Courage is, the, the, you know, the, the more you start to walk up the mountain, the less your fear can bite you. Um, and fear is, fear is on a spectrum. Like, like you can't go from, from, fear is not black and white. There's a lot of gray. Like you can't just be fear and then not fear. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's not like a switch. So that process of, of overcoming the fear is when courage increases. The more courage increases, the less fear shows up. Certainty is when you're at the top and you're holding the flag and you're waving, you made it to Kilimanjaro, you made it to Everest, and you're there and you know that absolutely you're unstoppable. You know that what you're doing is mattering and what you're doing, if somebody follows your process, will get them to where they want to go as an expert. Love it. Love it. This is amazing. This is amazing. Okay, so we, we've definitely covered a lot there and I'm sure a lot of people are having a lot of questions. So now we talked about funnels. We talked about you know, four things that we really need to, to, to have as a mindset in terms of building any content. What about people that are saying, hey, I'm super passionate about something. I just don't know how to turn this into a business. What do you say to them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. The first thing is I acknowledge their passion because you know what? Nobody is going to make, and you know this, you've, you've got like, what, 370 plus episodes. Yeah. And that is, that's not, it's not about the episodes. It's yeah. about the consistency you put into it, which is like, worth standing up for and giving you a standing ovation for. And seriously, because oh, wow. Thank so you. many, so many people, I've been doing this for 10 plus years, so many people want to start something online and are willing to start with so much energy and are also willing to give up within a month because they haven't seen people opt in. They haven't seen people buy. They have, nobody's going to buy your stuff if you're just doing it for a month. I mean, what people are going to be willing to invest in is you. And that comes from your passion and your energy and your passion and your energy is responsible for you to be consistent and committed for the long run. I don't know anyone who's not truly passionate that isn't consistent. Genuinely, I don't know anyone who is not truly dedicated, committed to their craft so much with so much energy they wake up feeling alive and isn't actually doing anything about it in terms of actually producing content, producing video, producing audio, producing podcasts, whatever it is. I just don't know anybody. And yet the people that are willing to give up quicker are those that aren't willing to be consistent. And the reason they're not willing to be consistent is because they're not, they're not investing in that passion to develop it and, and strengthen it further. So yeah, I just wanted to say that as a rant because it really annoys me when somebody says, I don't think I can make this work. And then I ask them how long they've been doing it and they say four to six months. Mm. And really like, mm. you gotta be in it, you gotta be in it for five years and then you'll see how amazing the whole thing is. And, and be willing to work through that little bit of pain because you, if you learn a new language, if you learn a new instrument, you want to give up as soon as you started. You might, you might play for a month and the teacher makes you feel amazing and the lessons are great. And then at times it, it comes time to read, an, to read an entire comprehension in French and you're like, oh crap, I can't do that. That's just painful. I want to quit. Like, right. Of course it's going to be painful. It's the whole new thing that you're doing. 
So anyway, how do you take somebody? <laughs> like no, no, that was that's take- first of all, that's a necessary rant. Um, and after you, <laughs> after you, after you share the passion of profitable business, I'm, I'll talk about how what you just said was uh, instrumental in my career. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So how do you take somebody who's got the passion and take them on their journey to go to profit? And so the very first thing, as we talked about, and I think we covered it, is a customer cl- clarity and being very clear on what that A point is and what that B point is and driving the steps there. The moment you get that done, I really believe you've got through half of the journey because you feel so much more clear about what you're doing. You believe in yourself. You believe in your process. You believe in the results it's going to get. Like all of that is easy. Sorry, all of that is difficult. The easy part is what follows, which is, okay, let me find a web developer. Let me find a filming company to, to help me put together my course. Let me find somebody to, to design that course and put it online into a, into a store that sells or, you know, all of that I think is a lot more easier than actually sitting down, getting quiet, turning off your phone, thinking about what's important and putting that stuff on paper. So that's amazing. Then the second thing I would say, if let's just say we've gone through all of that part to make it more valuable. We've gone through all of that. You've got all that clarity. I would commit to creating a piece of content, any type of content you like, whether you're good at audio and you want to do podcasts, it's great. If you're good at video in front of camera and you want to do that, great. If you're good at putting together images with really nice captions, great. If you want to write articles, great. Whatever it is, pick something that works to your strength and also is interesting for your audience and then create it consistently. Like every day, create a piece of audio. Every day, create a piece of video. Or every week, create a piece of video. I don't care whether it's a day or a week, by the way. What I care for is the consistency. So um, I would commit to doing that. And then when you start doing that, don't stop until at least 365 days have gone. Because at the end of that one year of creating the content, you'll have so much value out there in the world that you don't realize how powerful an impact that is having. I'm sure you'll have lots of sales and clients or whatever it is you're looking for from a revenue perspective. But also you're creating work that matters, work that can turn you into a book, work that can find you pitched somewhere else. But it's that content creation that develops your ability to get clearer at your thinking. Think about it. Like the most successful entrepreneurs, everybody from Jeff Bezos to Elon Musk to anyone who's the Tim Ferriss, an individual, to Gary Vaynerchuk, the, the reason they're successful isn't because they're putting material out there, by the way. It's because the fact that they're putting material out there is crystallizing and clarifying their thinking so that what they say is more powerful every single time. And I think that's really, really important. Wow. So get really clear on your customer. Get really clear on the process and the content. Make sure you believe you can get them a result. That's the huge stage one. And then stage two is commit to creating content consistently. And then stage three is a rest, you know, make something, sell something, etc. But you got to build an audience. And that comes from the first two things. Yeah, no. So first of all, I feel like we're having the same mind here because I say it's all Brilliant. the time. Um, but that, that audience piece that you just talked about there. What are you saying that once you start to create the content and you've identified who the customer uh, customer is, that once you create content, you'll be able to find the audience? Or is there a, a, are there tips you can share on how to basically go to where your audience is? Yeah, okay, fine. So one is creating content. That, that was what I covered. I didn't really cover anything about marketing, so let's touch on that. Okay. So creating content, I think, is really crucial. It establishes your credibility. It establishes your authority. It puts you out there in the world. You're willing to have a voice. And your voice is never going to be perfect initially. And you're going to start writing stuff and you're going to look back on it six months time. You're going to be like, no, <laughs> that's not really me. What is that? Like you probably listened to some podcasts like oh, two years gosh. ago and you're like, what, what was that? I could, you know, yeah. <laughs> should I, I just want to delete that. But and the same, I have like YouTube videos that are out there like four years ago and I'm like, no way, that can't be me. That's so horrible. 
but it's part of the journey and we all have to do it. But okay, so you got your content, whether it's a blog or a video or an audio, whatever it is, and you're now you know, getting on social media. The most important thing is to connect with people. I cannot express how important this is. I wish that I had started right from day one to spend all of my time, most of my time, engaging on a networking front to connect with as many people as possible. Because I would probably be reaching many more millions of people if I'd done that from the beginning than if I'm been, than later on. So that means spending time on Instagram, connecting with people that are doing similar work and building and creating relationships with them. Because the more you create these and forge these relationships with people, and the first step in always creating a relationship is to give, and only when you give, you'll receive, is to is to form these partnerships where they share your work and you share their work and you're reaching existing audiences. It's, the, it's also the most stable way of getting and growing an audience. And it's a strategy we have to do for the rest of our careers, the whole idea of building partnerships, building connections, etc. That's the first thing. The second thing is, of course, then looking at paid advertising. Uh, I think it's a very important tool to use. I think it's a tool that you have a lot of control over in terms of how much you spend and then try to tweak the results and getting the results you want. But with regards to something like Facebook advertising, you want to build as many audiences as you can and then retarget and go directly to those audiences. And then the third thing is social media, which is writing and creating on Facebook, writing and creating on Instagram, and which is part of the whole creation thing. Creation, yeah. But, but, yeah, but really, you know, like if I sum it up, I would say that initially when you start a business, you spend a year doing 60 to 75% of creation and then the rest is for the first six months, maybe. And then the rest, 30, 40% is promotion. And then after you've got through six months of really consistent creation, you switch it around and you do 40% of creation and 60% of promotion because you've got a foundation there. You've got something to build on. Wow. No, this is good. I mean, I feel like I keep saying what I feel like I'm the same mind, but that's, that's so key. 60% of, of creation, then 40% of promotion, and then you switch it around. Wow. Okay. So. Before, as we get ready to close and, uh, you know, I'll ask you some of the other uh, cross-cultural questions here. I just want to just quickly, what, what it is you feel about online courses? And do you feel like um, those things are, are, I mean, are successful today in today's world? Or do you feel like it's a crowded market? Oh, totally. I think it's, it's definitely a crowded market. But I think also that it's super successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason for there being too many courses is because people think it's just easy and it's fun and we could create a course and they go and and create it. The good thing for us as listening and us as creators is that uh, we're smarter, which means we have to now realize that in order to create a course, we have to truly understand our customers. Most people create courses because they think it's a cool thing to do, they satisfies their own fulfilling prophecy, all of that kind of stuff without really understanding their customer. And I really, I'm saying that in, uh, in a way that doesn't, I don't want to hurt anybody that's created a course and not thought about their customers. But the, real, the reality is, if you've got a course, two things. One, and we know this when you look at this. One, if you're not getting the number of sales that you want. And two, if your customers are not finishing your courses, it's usually because you haven't thought about the customer well enough. And you haven't really grasped how to create a course that someone finishes. I like to think of it as books. Are there enough books in the world? Oh, there are too many books in the world. I'm going to add another book to the, to the world, as it were, with my launch this month. But it's another book in the world. The problem with books is most people buy them and put them on the shelf and never finish them. You know, how many times have you bought a book or a Kindle? And especially on the Kindle when it's so easy to download and so much more cheaper, you just hit buy and it goes into your Kindle and you read like 10, 15, 50, 100 pages and you leave it there. 
And the same thing happens with courses when they're not well designed. So I definitely think there's a place for courses. I, however, think that creating a course is very important to do it the right way, which means you're creating a segment of lesson and you're creating a segment of activity. Uh, Newton's law is that a body in motion stays in motion, which means the more you create a course that moves people on the journey, the more people keep moving through your course. Mm. And so these are really, really uh, important things. And, and to answer your question of how important the courses and online products is, it's the whole chapter in the book is creating your online course or other product. And it's actually one of the bigger of, of the many chapters. And it goes into length of how do you design a course, what's in there, the modules, the learning activities, the sections, uh, the colors, the slides, everything that's important to put together a course that people can actually engage with, buy, and finish. Awesome. So, and the title of the book is called Don't Sleep on It, Turn Your Passion and Expertise into a Profitable Business, correct? Yeah, turn your passion and expertise into a profitable online business. Online business, rather. So, and that's coming out, you said, it's coming out, what, next month? It's out this month, June, or I guess when this comes out, June 26, 2018. But whenever this is out, anybody can listen to it. I can go ahead and buy it as a pre-order. Yeah. Um, and what we're doing is giving away uh, a bunch of bonuses worth of quite a lot of money for anyone that pre-orders it before June 25th. And they can get all the information at uh, don'tsleeponitbook.com. Okay, I'll definitely put that in the show notes because this is going to come out before the book. So everyone is eligible to get all these bonuses. Uh, this is this is definitely amazing. I love this stuff. And um, all right. oh, I meant to ask you this. How do you know whether your business idea will work? I know you talked earlier about certainty. And I, I don't know. I've never really thought. I always say if you're going to if you're going into that thinking, I can't start this business unless I know for sure, then you have the wrong mindset. But I also want to know if you have ideas on how to test things out and know when to adjust course, because sometimes we could be so in love with something that we, we are our own worst enemy. So, yeah. 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 I think that whether people pay or not is a big question. You know, ah. like, are, are, is someone going to pay for what I'm creating? Yes or no. And uh, it really is a very black and white kind of question. Cause if someone says no, or if someone says maybe everything except yes is a no. Uh, Cause someone's either going to need what you have or they're not going to need it. And so the question is, are they going to pay for it? And the best way to find out is to survey them. So what I typically will do when I'm really, really not sure or working with a client and really aren't convinced that people are going to buy the product in the fat, in the way that it is. Usually it's not the idea, by the way. Usually it's just that we have restructured our offering in a way that isn't enticing enough to the buyer because everybody is going to want to not have weight loss support as an example or everyone wants or there are going to be a lot of people that want to learn how to play the guitar or there are going to be a lot of people that want to have their linkedin profile rewritten if we don't offer our service in a way that is enticing to the buyer they're going to say maybe or no and they're never going to say yes but if we're able to position it correctly and we're going to get that feedback by them saying no we can go back and ask them hey what is it about this that wasn't enticing to you, you know, what is it what is it about this that makes you feel like you wouldn't pay for it or if I was to, what, what should I do differently for you to pay for it? So these are some, some different things, but I would definitely survey. That is the most important, most uh, accurate way of knowing uh, to as much accuracy as possible whether somebody will pay for what, what it is. And where do you survey? So you go to surveymonkey.com, you write a survey, you keep it as open-ended as possible, and then you either go to forums or you can go to Quora, or you can go to LinkedIn, you can go to Twitter, you can go on any of these cool places and post it as a survey, or you run some paid advertising to the survey, $100 to the survey, get as many people clicking, get as many people opting in and giving you some responses and, and away you go. Yeah, no, 
That's amazing. Survey, Survey Monkey, one of the easiest places to create surveys. That that's awesome. Yeah. And um, once again, talk to the author of "Don't Sleep on It: Turn Your Passion and Expertise into a Profitable Online Business." We're going to put that on the show notes. Cavitas Demand has been doing this, and he's generated millions of dollars doing this. So it's it's definitely credible. You've also done this across several continents. I'm curious about uh, what you've learned about yourself, because as we look at the world today, um, I always say we're in interesting times, and uh, th- there's definitely a need for cultural competency. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. sometimes, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is true of you, but sometimes when people, I had to like basically argue people that I was a uh, Nigerian when I first came here. I've had people sing Lion, <laughs> Lion King songs in front of me. Um, I've had people ask interesting, weird questions. And, you know, initially, yes, you know, when you're a 17 year old kid, you get angry, but then I turned that into a teaching opportunity because I was like, maybe people just don't know. And that was how, you know, um, sort of got into the business. But, I'm curious, though, with all these tools we have online, what do you feel like the world needs right now to be able to humanize people that are different from them? Just repeat that again so I get it. Sorry, what do you think the world needs now to humanize people that are different from them? Uh, because we have the tools, but sometimes we reduce people to the caricatures of their, of their cultures. Wow, what a strong question. <laughs> so I think that the first and most important thing is just to realize that at the end of the day, we're all trying to do our best. I think, I really think, I really believe that. I feel like we're all giving what we can in that, in that very moment. And I also believe that, you know, and we hear the statistics everywhere that mental health is a huge, huge issue. And uh, I, I actually think that entrepreneurs, people that are working alone, trying to, trying to achieve things, trying to do things that uh, people don't believe in, or we have dreams that are perhaps different to what people may have or what believe in. And we're very lonely. It's just the reality of, of it. No matter how much, for how many friends we have, how much closeness we have with our family, sometimes we don't share our inner ideas, our inner visions, our inner dreams. So I think there's a, a level of respect that everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. Uh, I also think that at the end of the day, uh, we, we, have, we are given this life to do something for the world. I feel like sitting on the sidelines is like, living in in this world without actually paying our dues and so every single one of us has to be able to do that to get to where they want to go and i think if we really do believe in that and if we all really go for what it is that we really truly want to do and and a lot of the dissatisfaction is born because we're having to do things we don't enjoy we're having to work in careers and jobs that are not bringing out the best in us we're having to spend our time not really sharing confidently what's truly important to us we're not able to have very open frank conversations with each other all of these things are causing the issues, I think, that we all feel and perhaps don't speak about in the world. Yeah, that's, that's well said. You work in a career that, that doesn't bring out the best in you. You work in a career that you're not happy with. And are, are you just generally doing something that you love? You know, generally, if we think about it, we work for most of our lives. And if you have to sort of hide a big part of yourself every day, that, that can take mm. a toll on you. Definitely take yeah, a mental toll exactly. on you. Yeah, um, mm. exactly. Huh, interesting. Yeah, you're, you're a smart guy, Kevin. I really, <laughs> really, 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 really enjoy talking to you, my fellow Nigerian brother here. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, where can people find out more about your work and uh, connect? Sure, with you? sure. So my uh, our main service is the automated business system. Anyone can check that out at insiderinternetsuccess.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and, of course, the book, Don't Sleep On It. Okay. Don't Sleep On It, Instagram and book. I'll definitely check it out. It's been a pleasure, though. This has been um, interesting just going down to, to what you've done. Uh, I can see why a lot of clients can definitely say that they've learned from you and they've scaled the businesses, but 
the the expertise that you shared on funnels and on just creation and promotion, I think is uh, is valuable. So I uh, thank you so much for spending time and uh, being just candid with how people need to be consistent. I really I really appreciate that rant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure's mine. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.